What does joining the Big 12 mean for Utah football? And we're talking the latest on Cam Rising's recovery. All that and more on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. If this is your first time listening to our, sh- our show, make sure you guys like and subscribe. Appreciate all of you supporting us last week. Um, I think it makes sense given the news and how dramatic and just the ramifications of it all for Utah and just college sports in general. But last week was the best week ever in our in our channel's history. So greatly appreciate all you guys who support us. Our subscriber count jumped by over 200. So can't thank you guys enough for that. And uh, hope some of you new Big 12 fans are are here to stay and we can uh, continue to talk about not just what this means for Utah, but just in general, what should be a fascinating season for Utah in 2023. And we're going to talk about things that relate to the Utah football season in a little bit. But first, I want to tell you about the sponsor of this episode in LinkedIn Jobs, because these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right candidates and people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions do apply. And we'll hear from our friends at LinkedIn a little bit more later in the episode as well. But to get things kicked off before we dive into some fall camp comments from the players i want to discuss what it does mean just for utah joining the big 12 i think last week we were just talking about the shock of it all and uh i know i I thanked everyone for just making last week our best view the the episode i published on saturday is by far the most viewed video i've ever had in this channel's history so uh can't thank you guys enough for supporting that as well and i thought we should talk even more of course what it means that utah is a member of the big 12 since it's the the biggest news obviously of the week of college football just in general um in general that the big 12 was able to add these schools now that the pac 12 is unfortunately it feels like a a sinking ship which is just once again that's the main reason i didn't want to leave the pac 12 at the time was i just knew that's what it would do to the conference if utah and all these other schools had left that's the part i don't like but i am excited to be a member of the big 12 in terms of what it will bring for many reasons and uh let's just talk about what changes for utah and especially what excites me about joining the big 12 and uh the first thing, and I've been said this for ever since the possibility of joining the Big 12 has been brought up for the last year now, is the chance to play BYU. I mean, to renew that rivalry. I think the rivalry with BYU is, I'm going to say, the most underrated rivalry in college sports. I really believe that. Everyone talks about Michigan, Ohio State, and I'm not saying it's on that level, but I just think it deserves way more attention than it gets. And I think one of the reasons it kind of gets forgotten about it is because it isn't played during rivalry weekend and uh, Utah and BYU as big as schools as they are, they're not big enough as like a red river showdown, like a Texas and Oklahoma and just the tradition of why that rivalry game is played when it is rather than a rivalry weekend is another reason why that's considered a better rivalry. And I also understand because the fan standpoint, but I really feel like this Utah BYU rivalry is a special rivalry with great history that deserves more attention and coverage. And I think that's what playing in the Big 12 is is going to do for Utah and BYU by that extension is it'll put this rivalry on a stage it deserves to be on. I know they already have uh, games scheduled out for the future, but I really hope this is something that because the date of the game is already locked in for early September or 24, I believe. I really hope it's something that Utah and BYU can be like, why are we playing in September? Let's play in late, late November. Both our teams should be hitting the stride best where they are. And that's where all the best rivalries are. I think it deserves that. I think. 
this rivalry becomes the best rivalry in the Big 12 off the top of my head. I don't know who else there would be there. I mean, the Arizona-Arizona State rivalry is also towards the top now once that gets kind of rolling and both those programs are able to find their footing again. But I think the Utah-BYU rivalry is going to be fantastic, and I can't wait for these teams to play each other year in and year out. And I really think this is a rivalry that deserves more attention that with these two teams being in the same conference again, I think over time we're going to see the popularity of it and just the more people will know about it in general because of it's on rivalry weekend in general. So it'll make it that much more special and get that big 12 spotlight. So opening it up to a total new fan base as well. Next thing I wanted to talk about for just what changes for Utah, obviously for Utah, this was the best move for them financially overall. Look at the full revenue share. I believe it's 31 million and some change, maybe even get up to 32, but either way um, it was much more than they were going to make had they stayed in the PAC 12. And uh, this is look in college sports, obviously with how, Football and basketball, as we've talked about, as Bill talked about on our show last week, too, those are the only ones that really make a make a profit. So you you do want to be making as much money as you can. I mean, college is a business, right? So this is where it's important for Utah in general to be able to get the most money they can so they can invest in their facilities. Um, just all the different things that go into running a college athletic program uh, might help with. I don't know how NIL funds work, so I shouldn't say I don't know if the $31 million would go into that. That's what the Crimson Collective is supposed to be for. But either way, making $31 million, being able to upgrade and just get access to the best equipment, paying your coaches um, better amounts of money as well, all of that goes into this. So that's where the money aspect of this uh, really comes into play. Uh, the next thing, and this one even more so, like just for exciting me, is it's a guaranteed avenue to the playoffs. Now, for those of you who've listened to me for the last couple months, I argued one of the reasons I originally wanted to stay in the Pac-12 was I thought Utah was better set up for playoff success. And I believed that under the assumption that Oregon and Washington were going to stay, or just in general, that the Pac-12 would still be considered a Power 5 conference. And obviously that was not going to be the case as soon as Oregon, Washington, and then you get we're going to get Arizona and Arizona State jumping on top of Colorado. Utah had to get out because the conference isn't viewed as that way anymore. So you do have a guaranteed avenue, at least, to the playoff. You will have a chance if you can survive the gauntlet that is a Big 12 schedule, win your conference championship game, you'll get in there, or just in general, playing a big 12 schedule with all these teams and opponents who are going to be very good. And if it's a very tough schedule year in and year out, that's why we see so many big 12 teams kind of cannibalize itself like the PAC 12 has in the past too. We're going to see Utah have an opportunity to make multiple playoffs, even if they don't win the big 12 championship. So I think that's exciting to continue to have a place to be in a conference that allows you a chance to compete in the playoff overall. Um, the next thing I talked about the BYU rivalry. How about just new rivalries in general, right? Being able to play and or re, just rekindle some like the T, like being able to play TCU again, right? I know that's one that everyone's excited to get going again. Uh, Baylor is another one that I think is going to be a lot of fun going forward. I just love I think Kyle Whittingham and Dave Oranda have similar mindsets in terms of how they'd like to win games with physical defense and uh, running the ball. And the other thing is, I just love the clash of styles for, for those of you who don't know. Patrick Holmes went to Texas Tech. I would love to see, and obviously he's by far the best quarterback they've they've had, so it's not like every year they get quarterbacks that level in, but that is our, we've seen quarterbacks like that play in the Big 12. Oklahoma State's had guys like that, just in general, these high-flying Big 12 offenses. I'm excited for those style of offenses to go against Kyle Whittingham and Morgan Scali's defense. I think it's going to be great TV to watch and see how they match up overall. Um, just new rivalries, like I said, just exciting new programs, going and playing in new stadiums out of West Virginia, out of Houston, uh, going to Cincinnati. There's just a lot of great games and opportunities playing in the Big 12, going to Oklahoma State year in and year out that I'm excited to see kind of the history and tradition of what these newer rivalries will transform into. Um, I hope they're more like what the new rivalry with USC has become this, this kind of last year and a half and 
not like Utah versus Colorado, where it's a little more. <laughs> I do. I like it. Look, I want Utah to obviously go out with every game, dominate everyone, but it's better for rivalries when it is back and forth overall. And I think that would be something that I hope we can get the BYU rivalry to being more back and forth overall, because that's another way you get rivalries more interesting is when they are fair. And look, BYU beat Utah the last time they played. But obviously, when we're counting the past decade overall, Utah has dominated the Cougars in totality. So that's where I'm hoping them playing together. It will be a little bit more split because I think that's what's always best for rivalries when you have a battle back and forth that makes things uh, so even overall. And uh, the last thing I'll say, and I'm sure and you guys can let me too, know too, what am I missing about Utah joining uh, the Big 12? What it means, what excites you guys? would love to hear from you in the comments. Um, the last thing I'll mention is just the new recruiting access. I think you'll be stronger in Texas and Florida while being slightly weaker in California. Now, I still think you'll maintain a footprint in California, just like Utah has still recruited Texas and Florida well, despite being all the way over in Salt Lake and closer to California, where they've recruited very well. I think te- California will become kind of what Texas and Florida were in back when Utah was in the Pac-12, and now they'll be even stronger in Texas and California. And there are so many great high school football players in Texas, especially even in Oklahoma, um, just all the surrounding areas that are Big 12 country. I think this is a new, exciting access to talent for Utah. They will lose some of that footing in the Pac-12, but with how well they've continued to recruit, and they've recruited well out of state too, and as well as in state, I'm excited to see the new types of talent and players they can bring in. So Exciting time for Utah going over to the Big 12. We're going to continue to talk about what it means for the Utes all week long. As uh, In 2024, Utah will be a member of the Big 12 Conference. It's beneficial for, I'm recording this Sunday night, so it's beneficial for a couple days now. Well, I guess just a little over 48 hours, but it still feels weird to say out loud. But of course, we do have a Pac-12 season to get to before we officially become members of the Big 12. And we're going to be talking about what some of the players said in media availability as fall camp continues to roll on in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's super easy to set up a free job post at LinkedIn, and there are tons of great candidates out there ready to get to work for your guys' business. So make sure you guys go over and add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire it's one of the many reasons that small businesses rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college and locked on college is all caps no spaces so once again that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions may apply Alrighty, let's continue to talk about, well, we're wrapping up Big 12 talk now, obviously, and now let's move into football talk as it pertains to this coming season, and we're going to be talking about some of the players' comments that were made in last, I believe, Thursday's media availability, but of course, something pretty big happened, so we weren't able to talk about what the players said on the show, but I did want to dive into those now, and the first thing, of course, the world of football in general revolves around the quarterback position. Let's start with what Cam Rising had to say. And he was asked by a friend of the show and Josh Furlong of KSL.com, who got this answer out of him, where Rising said he's been working to change his throwing motion to get more shoulder mobility and to get more velocity to make further throws. Once again, that comes to us from Josh Furlong of KSL.com. And I, I think that's great just to strengthen um, 
just to try to be able to get a stronger arm, which is always, I've said one of the little bit of the knocks I have on cam rising. I really like cam. I think he's an exceptional college football quarterback. I think he's one of the 10 best in the nation, but there's a reason he's not Caleb Williams. Some of the other guys, right? He's just not as talented of a thrower. He doesn't have that strong of an arm. I think he makes more winning plays than a lot of guys who do have more per se arm talent than him. But in a world where you're always trying to get better and evolve as not just a quarterback, but an athlete in general, I think it's great that he is making those changes overall. And I am not a quarterback guru or an expert, but I've heard enough, um, NFL just different or analysts in general talk about how important the throwing motion and just all the different things and strengthening your shoulder and all the little nuances that come with it. There's so many great videos out there for you guys to check out to see the mechanics of the quarterback position that really are fascinating because it is such a skill we kind of just look over uh, being able to throw this little ball like 40 yards down the field accurately. It's just uh, it's incredible to watch these guys do it at the highest level against some of the best athletes in the world in general. So I think it's great that he's working on uh, those different arm angles and just trying to improve that. Um, another thing that comes to us from Josh Furlong um, that he just got um, out of cam as well is that he said that um, cam is going through, or excuse me, that Josh Furlong just posted out here. I, I believe Josh asked the question, but uh, just pulled this off the, the Twitter feed at KSL.com either way. So um, cam rising said he's going through all the drills, except teamwork, which aligns with what the coaches have said, but he said he can do physically everything. He said, I'm feeling as normal as I've been in a while. So that's just a positive right there. Rising said, and we've seen the videos cams out there practicing, does have his shoulder pads on uh, wearing the marshmallow helmet as all the guys are for safety reasons. And uh, overall with this, I think it's great. I think it, this is what we've continued here, right? Cam's on track. It's going to be, we've heard he's on track to play. Coach Witt said it's going to be a game time decision. It's going to come down to the wire. I think it's great that we continue to take positive steps. I think we saw a video of him throwing a ball to uh, Micah Pittman last week on one of the videos they posted. So that was a really positive thing to see um, overall. And I think it's great that he continues to feel normal and just get closer and closer to 100%. He won't, I don't think he will be 100% come the Florida game, but I think it's great that he continues to get healthier and progress in that direction. So hopefully he's able to play game one, which is just a couple weeks away now. It's crazy how quickly we're closing in on it, but I'm glad that Cam is still making good progress overall. And uh, a couple other comments that Cam was made. This comes to us from the Utah Athletics website. Um, he was asked about um, just his new receivers, and he said they're looking great now. Great right now. Mentioned Mikey Matthews by name, said he's been doing great things. Also, Micah Pittman's been looking good. He said Devon Vele is still Vele, and the whole room has been doing very well. Just have to keep it rolling, just continuing. I think I assume just have to keep it rolling means making that progress, continuing to put in the work week in and week out overall. And uh, I think when you're talking about Mikey Matthews, I think this is a guy, a freshman, a lot of people are really excited about, earned Britton Covey praise, or just saying he was Britton Covey-like by Kyle Whittingham to begin fall camp, which uh, every time you're dealing with a guy like Kyle Whittingham, praise is not easy to come by. So that was an, a huge compliment to Matthews um, overall. And I think it's great to hear that Pittman and him have hit the ground running as we expected, just because of their connection back from playing uh, high school football together back in the day. I believe it was high school football. You guys can correct me if it was, uh, it was another level, but either way they've, they've played together before when, uh, when they were younger too. And uh, he was asked specifically cam was about what Micah Pittman and Emory Simmons do so well. And he responded with for Micah, his choice routes and catching the ball underneath is world-class. I think he's one of the better receivers in the nation. And when he gets the ball, he's kind of turned into a running back. And then Emory is kind of a Jack of all traits. He can run over the top, do everything, get open, on his route, excited to have both of them. I believe it's um, Daniel, Daniel Jeremiah, the lead NFL draft analyst for the NFL network who said, you like to build your receiver room, like a basketball basketball starting lineup. You just want lots of versatile guys who can do different things. A guy who can go up top, catch lobs, maybe a uh, versatile wing defender, uh speedy, quick guard, just different things like that. And that's what I think he's describing. You get a guy 
once again, like Micah, who has those ability to make those choice routes and just do the things like catching the ball underneath. And then Emory Simmons as well can take the top off the defense, long explosive athlete too. So I think it's great that Utah has a uh, well-rounded receiving room, but we also know they have some, uh, some very talented tight ends too, because as uh, Cam Rising was asked about Thomas Yasmin, he said that he thinks he's just got the confidence. He knows what type of player he is and that he can be. He's trying to reach the sky and do everything he possibly can to make sure he's ready to go. Yasmin really broke out late in the season, had some of the top plays for Utah football overall. When you look at his highlights, they're as good as almost anyone outside of Dalton Kincaid on the team last year, probably, right? But he was still, over the course of the season, it was a big play like that, and then he would disappear for parts of the game. I think we're all excited to see Thomas take an even larger role in this offense. I think it's something he's ready for. And I tell you what, too, I've walked past him a couple times. He is just a massive man. And uh, I think when you talk about just the physical traits he has with the skill, the understanding of this offense, having been here for a couple of years, I think Yasmin's in for just an exceptional season overall. And I'm excited to see uh, what he can do, especially. Also, just keeping with this trend, talking about the offensive players, let's talk about what Devon Vele said. He was also asked about Micah Pittman and Emery Simmons and also just spoke glowingly about those guys um, overall and just said that, when they have, because we have a pro style offense, they're not used to the audibles and checks and all that we have just yet, but they're asking a lot of questions, asking the right questions. And I think they're going in the right direction. So excited to see Pittman and Simmons and how involved in this offense they are early versus the end of the season, because that's something we see a lot too. I and mean, we just talked about a guy in Yasmin whose role evolved over the season, but like Jalen Dixon came on money parks is like the example of a receiver who started out the year quiet and then really came on strong late in the year too. Um, and also the other thing I really want to hit on from Devon Bailey is he was asked, uh, what receivers coach Alvin, Alvis witted brings to the group. And he said, he's been amazing having the NFL experience, both as a player and a coach, um, that of course that witted possesses has helped us understand things. The biggest thing that stands out to me is coverage is I already know the playbook, like the back of my hand, Bailey has been here for a few years, obviously. Um, but now the game slows down because now I understand the coverages. I understand what the defense is doing. I understand what the zone and the soft spots are. He helps me understand that. It's great having that veteran leadership, him having that NFL experience as well. He knows how to talk to us. He knows how to handle the different characteristics that each guy has. Not everyone's, everybody's going to be the same. I'm grateful to have him as a coach. And I think that's outstanding here. It's great to hear that coach waited has already brought a lot to the group, hit the ground running right away overall. And, just in general, I think it's uh, it, it's awesome to have his knowledge. A guy who's worked with Devontae Adams, a guy who's been at the NFL level, as was spoken to, just like seeing football at the highest level, how it should be played. Um, He's no, he's helped receivers play with Aaron Rodgers before. So I think he will have these guys ready to go to play with uh, Cam Rising and uh, and do everything there. And I think it's great that Coach Witted has done such a good job and made an impression on Utah's top receivers in Devon Bailey, too. Before we get to our final topic of the day, we want to talk to you guys about our friends at UCCU. Learn and the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become financially literate. Parents don't always know the answers. Learn and earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. 
There is an age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn and Earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so it play so you can play it anytime and anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn, and the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU. Love where you bank. That's going to do it for our player talk today. I do want to hit on, we heard some from the defensive players a little bit as well. We'll probably touch on that tomorrow's show. Tomorrow's show, though, the biggest thing we'll be reacting to, I do want to mention, is Taylor Randall and Mark Harlan will be holding a press conference on Monday, and that's when they're going to be discussing in more detail Utah's move to the Big 12. So we will be reacting to that on Tuesday's show. So make sure you guys join us then. But before we get out of here, I do want to discuss a little bit more just what can we can expect in, uh, in week two of fall camp. And I think the biggest thing that everyone will be looking for is just the biggest questions that's plagued Utah ever since Cam went down in the Rose Bowl is how is his health? How is he going to continue to progress? He's never going to give us if, if he had a setback per se. I, I don't think we would hear that from Cam. I don't know. Maybe Coach Witt would say like maybe he would be willing to divulge something like that. I would be surprised if he did. So overall, I just want to hear Cam continuing to be healthy. I mean, what, like we said with the one comment, he said that um, he's feeling as normal as he's been in a while. So that's the biggest positive, as as he mentioned, right? Just it's the next step, right? Feeling as close to yourself as you've been probably since he suffered the injury. I think that's exactly what we want to hear from Cam, and it's great to hear that continued progress he's made overall. I think one thing I'll also be looking for uh, next week is just hearing how Pittman and Simmons continue to step up the plays they make. Um, it's always great to hear from the players about each other, but early on in the week, we'll get to hear from coach Witt as well. I'm always curious to see from a head coach's point of view, who's kind of been standing out, who's been stepping up, who are the ones that have been making the plays overall. That's something I look forward to seeing as well. And um, also just along that regard too, not just from guys seeing guys like Pittman Simmons, I'm really interested to see which receivers are making big catches. Pittman already earned a shout out and we saw the Twitter video uh, too. Would love to hear more about anything along the offensive line. Not sure how much we'll get there, but any little indication I think would be a, interesting to see overall also i don't know how much they'll like he's just kind of divulged like oh all the running backs are looking good eventually i would love to learn like if there is kind of a pecking order we all knew going into last season right that tavion thomas was the guy and that makai bernard was the second guy then chris curry then a jalen glover um this year we expect jaquindon jackson to be the guy but it could be one of those situations too where we still go out there and we see a guy like Mackay Bernard start start games because he's just the first back on the field. And then by the end of the game, Jaquindon's gotten more carries, which um, I think he wrapped either had as many or was like a couple yards shy of Mackay Bernard in terms of rushing yards last season, despite playing a lot less games too. So I've said it multiple times. I think Jaquindon could be in it for an exceptional season. And just overall, it's great to have so much depth because you have a guy in Bernard who's also, the coaches have said, he's the best pass protector. And I still think Bernard is the best pass catcher too out of the backfield while still being a very good runner of the football in his own right too. So getting some more information there. Um, I think one guy, unless I miss something, you guys can tell me we've yet to hear from uh, Nate Ritchie too. We've heard he's back on the field, but I just want to hear how he's progressing. What is his role going to look like? Are we going to see him the first game or is it going to be one of those things where maybe this is the year where it kind of takes him to get reacclimated back in shape after taking that time on his mission. Um, that's something I'm very curious to see and just kind of 
look for how it all plays out too. But there's a lot of things we'll continue to learn in fall camp. The coaches are and players are always a little bit reserved in what they give us, but even when they're even what they don't say or how they answer questions, it can speak volumes sometimes just uh, from what we know about these guys and just how in general coaches and athletes choose to answer questions in college athletics overall. So that is going to do it for this episode of Lockdown Utes. But as a reminder, tomorrow we will be back with you discussing what Taylor Randall and Mark Harlan will be saying at their press conference on Monday, talking about the Utes, of course, going and over to the Big 12. I'm very interested to see the timeline of this, just the decision how they how incredibly difficult it was what it went into it once again from the time that Utah announced that they were going to the Big 12 two weeks prior Mark Harlan that's uh, two weeks ago on that on a Friday was sitting on stage with Commissioner Klyakov talking so strongly about the future of the Pac-12 there's been so many reports about what happened from various media members I'm curious to hear from Mark Harlan and Taylor Randall how much of the truth they will tell us about this situation how it played out I think it's something that's going to be very interesting to monitor and observe overall and it's what we're going to be reacting on tomorrow's Locked on Mute so we'll see you guys Tuesday morning thank you guys again for listening if you guys enjoyed like and subscribe and as always have a great Monday and Go Utes.